From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 406, and today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. Hi, Mike Hurley. How are you today? Fine and dandy, my friend. Fine and dandy. And Brad, what are you using today? <laughs> I've, I've fallen into this grouping of pens and pencils that I'd like to share with you, Michael. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. And, and our mm-hmm. listeners. I guess I'm really sharing it with our listeners because... I look at this list as it relates to you. I do that sometimes. I think about you a lot. And I was like, Mike wouldn't use nice. that. Mike wouldn't use that. Mike would never use that. Uh, Mike might use that. But uh, I'm, I'm really here for our listeners, not you. So I'm just going to talk to them mm. for a little bit. Is that okay? okay? That's not a problem at all. <laughs> I'll just, I'll be back. You text me. I'll come back when you're done. <laughs> so I tend to do this. Like I talk about my desk a lot, right? And we talk mm-hmm. about the things that, that pass, things that live on my desk and things that are passing through. And a lot of times there's like this big gate where the things that are passing through like never actually leave. Like I try to kick them out and they just refuse to go because I always find a reason to use certain things. Mm. And I have all these fountain pens. Like ever since we did our little video a couple weeks ago, I've got all these new fountain pens inked up. And so I have more fountain pens inked up than ever right now, probably. You know, I probably like 15. Like that's a lot for me. That's an outrageous number for me because I just won't use them that much but and it's funny and it's like you know like uh, this is the humble brag part of the show it's like thousands of dollars worth of fountain pens sitting there right and you could I've never easily had... like buy a small car well yeah probably more more yeah. than a small car but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i've used this uniball signo dx 0.38 needle tip for like two days straight it's like a three dollar gel pen right. and i just the experience when i write with that is awesome like this is the kind of thing that you know keeps me going right this little three dollar gel pen because i'm just kind of fascinated at how good it is how much it suits me how cool the color is and then i think about why can't anyone else do it as well as uniball does so you know this is the things that fascinate me even though i have my namiki milky way sitting you know 12 inches away from it right it's like I've I've used this pen for like two days straight. On top of that, I've used the CW Pencil Faber-Castell Perfect Pencil um, quite frequently over the past couple of days, just drawing, sketching, taking notes. This is the this is what the Perfect Pencil should be, not the two hundred and fifty dollar version. I've talked about this before when I when I opened this up, but at the time I hadn't really used it to see like is this a good product, and I think it is. I'm still concerned about the other pencils fitting in it. I'm going to need some narrower diameter type of pencil thing going on here. But uh, yeah, those are the the non-fountain pens that I've been using. And I don't know, this is why I like doing what I do because I get to play with all of these things and they're very cool. The Y Studio Resin Fountain Pen, um, I'm prepping it for review. So it's been in very, very active use for the last couple of weeks since I got it or maybe last week, week and a half. Um I like, I knew I was going to like this pen. I was concerned how much I was going to like this pen. But once I got it in just like regular use, which is, you know, I need a couple weeks with a product for that's like this, that's different, right? Like if I got a new gel pen, I can tell you pretty quickly if it's good or bad. With a fountain pen that's a little bit different, like the Y Studio Resin, I need a little bit more time to kind of formulate my thoughts. And I was, I had some concerns, and I still have some some concerns, and it's not a perfect pen, but it's better than I thought. 
and I think it's going to do pretty well for them. But we'll see. But to be determined. I'm sitting here clicking it. I'm sorry. That's me. Um, because it's it's kind of fun to play with. It is a very tactile pen. Um, the way it's built, and I just I enjoy having it having it around. And the the last pen I've been using is the Kaveco Sport Ocean Blue, which got right. sent to me by um, City Lux, and I've got a ton of Kaveco Sports. And I should just like have one and keep it inked up all the time because whenever I don't have one inked up and ink up a new one, I always go, God, I love this pen. <laughs> it's just a good pen, right? The uh, I said AL Sport. It's just the Sport Classic. Not It's the plastic body, not AL. Um, these are just darn good pens. And this one's a little bit different because it has a medium nib. So there's two things different than I would normally do with this Kaveco, which is why I'm continuing to use it. One, it's a medium nib, which I just said, and which I'd never get a Kaveco with a medium nib. And I'm enjoying writing with it. It's not overly wide. Like it's definitely wider than my extra fines and fines, but it's not like these are micro tip nibs to begin with, even the extra fine. So the medium hasn't been bad. And then I also use the Midnight Blue Kaveco ink cartridge that came with it, which is their blue version of blue black. And it's just a very enjoyable um, combination. Mm. All of this is going in my William Hanna notebook. This has been at the core of my workflow for a while. And I don't see it going away anytime soon. So I've shared, I've talked about it a bunch and I've shared my layouts and I'll, I can put more layouts on the on the um on the Instagram machine, but I have basically my calendar on the left page and a blank note page on the right page. And like to this week's right hand note page, it's like three quarters filled already. Like I like just having this blank space to where I can have like podcast notes, right? We're gonna talk about Tokyo Inklings again. Like I when I listen to the podcast, I like I took my notes on here so then I could put them in the show notes here. So it's a very good layout for me. Also I've also been keeping track of my turnip prices, Mike. Good, good, um, good, good. I, uh, yeah. Gotta. It's important stuff. <laughs> so I have a column. Uh, I have a column that says stonks on mm. here. So just so you know, you know, keeping track of that and was able to, to it's make the a stalk good sell. market. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. They're sold to you by a stalk, which is just the best yes. thing. We're talking about Animal Crossing now, everybody. <laughs> but that's on, that's on my page. What's your highest <laughs> turnip price so far? Oh, I sold it on someone else's island yesterday. But the week last week, I didn't buy any turnips because I missed Sunday morning. My local island went up to over 650. Brad, you've got to yeah. tell me when things like that are happening. I just sold mine yesterday for 200. Yeah, I sold mine for like four something at someone else's island yesterday. Damn. You need to join the Animal Crossing channel in Slack. That's where you find these things. In the Pen Addict Slack? In the Pen Addict Slack. We created an Animal Crossing because the gaming channel was getting mad Opens at us. Slack presses the pause button animal crossing <laughs> join there we go <laughs> happening in real so, time so all of us in there got like 428 or 483 or something yesterday so yeah good times good times yeah on the, okay on the, I, mean, I need to get on that train because on the tournaments market so. uh, last week i lost money mm, yeah so this is the first week i had done it Right. But uh, again, these are th- <laughs> these are things I track in my William Hanna notebook. Who knew? I wonder if David at William Hanna knew that I would be tracking Animal Crossing turnip prices in my precious William Hanna notebook. I uh, while we're talking about Animal Crossing, I want to make a recommendation mm-hmm. uh, for an iOS app which I really mm-hmm. really love, um, mm-hmm. which has been made for Animal Crossing. It's the third party iOS app, mm-hmm. um, and now it. 
It's called ACNH Travel Guide. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's absolutely fantastic. That seems to be the popular app in the in the Slack channel too. So I have made by a listener. Like I, I listener to I don't know which shows, but uh, the person who made it sent sent a link to me and was like, "Hey, I made this app." And like Um, the up the update of that app from like the first time I downloaded it to like the second update was glorious like it's really well done yeah the 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 developer is really like putting a lot of work into it and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is like excellent it's super worth uh looking at so yep so there is your animal crossing segment of this week's show it may not be the last animal crossing segment because i'm building a writing room so i have like people have been giving me all the different writing sets that are available in the in the game so uh we'll have to we'll have to do oh a writing, i have i have a good uh i have a good one called the essay which is like what looks like a bo- set, bottle of sailor yep. ink and yep i, don't I got know that what one pen it is. yeah i got the essay set the homework mm-hmm. set the painting the set, set. Yeah. Mm, I need a desk. All anyway, anyway, yeah. let's not do this. The, All of my Apple podcasts are turning into Apple Cross, Animal Crossing podcasts. Yeah. So. I just need furniture. All my stuff's on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well, this falls into the category of what are we using this week? It didn't. I didn't say what stationery we're using in this header, right? So true, I'm true. also using my Nintendo Switch playing Animal Crossing. So there you have it. So there it is now officially on topic. But let's talk about other things. We need to arrange a joint stream on your channel where i come on and we play together yeah and we go around each other's islands easy peasy people will enjoy that i will enjoy that we need to i will enjoy that Uh, so today i am using two pens uh they're they're fancy special pens to me the Mm. um platinum 3776 arushi riding galaxy starlight which is its full Mm -hmm. name because Mm -hmm. i keep i keep picking i pick this pen up every day Yes. I, I try and find a use for it every single day uh, because it is absolutely stunning in its weird mix of subtlety and garishness. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have another pen that's like this, right? Where that's, like that's fair. I, I like how you put that. Take away the Raden, it is the most boring of looking pens, right? Where it is just like a black Arushi pen with gold furniture. So, like, yes, at a distance, kind of, maybe, if you're not looking at it in the right way, you could dismiss it as just, like, I've seen these pens a million times, but then you pick it up and it's, like, more rod and flake than you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> the pen is just covered in it, right? So, like, that, yeah, that makes it very, makes it very special. And, yeah, I adore it. It's, it's a platinum, right? And it's yeah. 18 karat gold nib. Like, it's just... Is it 18? I don't know if it's 18, actually. It might be I think we do this every time. <laughs> it is. Because we've talked so much about this nib. Well, <laughs> we I know, don't is, know what it is. It is a gold nib. I know yeah. that much. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find it now. Nib. Who knows? It is knows? 18. Yeah, 18 karat yeah. gold nib. Mark your nibs, people. Yep. Size and material. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've also been using today the uh, Japan Steel Pro Gear. Yeah, the, the the one that's like got the little marks in it, like the hand hammered. hammered marks in it. Yep. So they're the two pens that I've been using today. Going up market, lux luxury today. That sailor is such a unique pen. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not regretting n- not getting on it, and I could probably source one if I. I actually wanted think to. They are still it's available. So unique. 
it's better, even better in person than it looked on the screen. And I was mm. fascinated with by its style, but it's just like, I really don't need that pen. So on Wunsch's website right now, they are mm-hmm. saying that the fine nib is still available. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to buy it. Like, $500. I, I don't need to so. Yeah. <laughs> so. That seems, honestly, that's more reasonable than some of their other stuff to be perfect. Having held and used that pen, that's a more reasonable price than some of the other things that yeah. I bought. I and I'll say as that. well, I absolutely adore the Bungle Box 4B, right? We said it on the, the yeah. video that we did. That is a mic pen through and through. It is. Those pens are about the same price, and the Japan Steel is a better, like, price. Like, it's a better value, I think. Because that mm-hmm. pen, it is undeniable that somebody handled that, right? Like, and, and yeah. you know, it, it just... it is full of all of these little elements to it and the way it is made, which makes it feel like it was artisan made. Yeah. Like you can't get away from it. We'll see like by this summer, like if I'm not able to go to any pen shows and I need to purchase a pen, I'll I'll keep that one on the radar. Like if I need to make a a new add to the Brad's accumulation of pens. Thoroughly recommended. Cool. Talking about recommendations. Yeah, I have something to thoroughly recommend. Go on. Um, we're not going to do this every week because we could, <laughs> but I wanted to give a shout out to Tokyo Inklings podcast. Now that I've actually listened to the first two episodes, um, we mentioned them last week and the podcast had just dropped and I hadn't had a chance to listen. I I had a chance to listen to CY and Jacob um, through their first two episodes and I have a, a couple things I want to talk about, but really... I wanted to know, did you download and listen to this show? I have it downloaded, not listened yet. Okay. You should probably keep it that way. Okay. <laughs> um, and that's what I was afraid of with the first episode. It's the second episode's going to cause you a real problem. Um, because they really get into like some shopping stuff. You mm-hmm. know, the first episode was laying some groundwork and it's fascinating. Like I learned, you know, get to hear, uh, CY and Jacob talk about what Western brands are big in Japan, right? So it's cool. Like we have all this uh, Japanese stationary fascination and we know about all the other brands and all around the world, but how does Japanese handle, how does the Japanese market handle, you know, non-Japanese pens? Like what is that market like and what are the popular ones? And they mentioned Mont Blanc, um, which makes sense. I mean, they're probably popular anywhere just because it's a luxury brand and a recognizable name. But good, they though. said, like a good yeah, yeah. luxury oh, brand. Yes, yeah, quality. You know, yeah. um, Pelican. They mentioned may, might be the biggest of all of the non-Japanese brands, mm-hmm. which kind of caught me by surprise. Um, I like I get it because there has to be an appreciation for what Pelican manufactures, right? I think probably that t- level of respect for Pelican. Um, in their manufacturing quality and the style of pen that they make, I imagine is plays very well in Japan. And then Lamy, which also surprised me. And they were mentioned, mm. you know, mostly the lower end Lamy's and they, but they made a point to specifically say that the Lamy 2000 is not popular at all in Japan. And I found that to be interesting and their reasoning behind it was that that price point is when you get into all the traditional Japanese brand gold nib pens, right? And if you're living in Japan or from Japan and you're shopping in that mid-range, you know, $150 US, I don't know what the conversion is, 
off the top of my head, but that price range over there, well, that's when you're landing on all your platinums and sailors and pilots, and that's just what you're going to buy, right? And if you're if you're from Japan and you have hundreds, you know, centuries worth of history behind these brands from your country, that plays up more than something like the Lamy 2000, despite the uniqueness of something like the 2000. So I thought that was super interesting. Hmm. Um, and then episode two, I did want to make a, a quick point. Um, of how the stationary world is so different in Japan. And this is, this is why I'm glad that CY and Jacob are doing this because Jacob had this quote. I wrote down this quote of Jacob's in my William Hanna notebook with my Kaveco ocean blue and midnight blue ink. I wrote this down. I went to Morazan on a Wednesday after lunch. There's a lot to take in with that statement. And I think that kind of summarizes <laughs> the Japanese market and why we're so fascinated with it, right? Like, I never will get to say that in my lifetime, yes. right? Living where I do. I will never get to say that. And he's like, basically, it's like, I was on my lunch break and swung into, like, one of the most respected pen shops in the world. And like, I do this every Wednesday, you know, (laughs) like I took so much from just that little statement. Um, and I just grinned and smiled. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the place to be, man. So uh, one of these years, one of these years, we'll, we will get over there and uh, we too will go to Morazan after lunch, Mike. We'll, we will do that one day. (laughs) So anyway, I, we won't, uh, we won't replay, uh, every episode of Tokyo Inklings, uh, every week, but, uh, Props to them. Good job on them of making uh, really good and interesting content. And I hope they keep it up. And y'all should go listen because I want them to keep it up. And they need listeners and downloads. So go do it. We have an important Kickstarter update. Oh, Uh, do we? We do. Because we've uh, we got the we got a prototype of the pen, so it's it's been updated. I'll put a link in the show notes to the update. But uh, anybody that's back to Kickstarter should have gotten a notification of this. Um, But we have finally got to look at what this thing is going to be and i'm super excited because sometimes you can like you can design something you can think you know what it's going to look like Mm -hmm. Uh, but now i've seen how this pen is going to be presented it just looks so much better than i'd ever imagined it to be um you know like at this point if i would have if anybody would have made this pen i would have bought it you know right so i'm super excited the thing i've learned from working with retro 51 over all these years is that their execution is really good, you know, and sometimes there's mistakes right made through like the prototyping process, but they know how to fix them. Like they see the things, they see the problems they're on it before, you know, like this whole way I've been, I've been working with them and they forward me images or documents or artwork or whatever and they see the problem before i see it and give me a solution before we have to discuss the problem and Mm. it's really good it's it's fun to work with someone who operates in that manner right where i don't have to question everything i say what about this what about this they're pointing about they'll point out say look at this look at this look at this and then we need to decide what to do and here are my ideas on what i think we should do and you have this trust in them to build the product um, with like the same vision that you have in, in your head. Right. And it's really good. So like this prototype, 
they're when they tell me they're very happy with it like i tend to just totally believe them which is like you know i'm getting this pen in my hands later this week and i'll get to see it for myself and you know if i have anything to say but i already know that if they're happy with it it's going to be good like there was one little thing that they pointed out on this entire pen that they said they will have fixed for production like the snowflake has some very thin arms in it like the white of the snowflake in the red background bleeds a little bit and he's like we already know how to fix that in production so don't even sweat that i was like cool like these are the things like i need to know it's like hey i'm pointing this out and hey i already have the solution and i know how it's going to be when it's done Mm -hmm. it's like being able to work with someone like that is just great like i i really really enjoy that um they're very good. Like I love the pen. Like I said, I'll have it in hand. I'll have my copy. So they make two, like you see two in these images. So they get one and I get one so we can talk about them um, in conjunction, you know, and have these discussions. So we're seeing the same things and it's, I, it's good. <laughs> it's really good. I don't know what else to say. The packaging is great. Um, I like that. Some, some people were asking in the replies to that commentary, how are we going to know what all those finials are? Well, that's part of the campaign is we're making a poster with Skylab letterpress that you're going to get. That's going to index these and Anna's and Anna and Bob are already working on that. And they've shared some layouts with me and we're just figuring out how to lay it all out and get all the names I actually owe her some names. Uh, mm-hmm. That just, I just reminded myself there. I need to write that, that down. But yeah. I'm going to write that down with, uh, I'll, I'll use the, the uni ball for that one. Let me write that down. I mean, that feels like yeah. a good use for it. It's how I use my Curadus all yeah. the time. Uh, speaking of which, I don't have mine yet, but they've started to hit the U.S. So have they? Everyone's starting to get them. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, hopefully, I'll have my thoughts in the next week or two once right. I have it in hand. Um, yeah, but this, I'm very happy with this. I will, I posted that I'll update once I sign off on something next, right? Because I'll have the same pen that's in these pictures already, so I don't need to post another picture. So I'll ha- I'll post when I've signed off on it and paid the bill, right? I'm still waiting for the Kickstarter funds to transfer, but I have the invoice from Retro 51 and um, so that will be paid like hopefully within within the week we'll get this all wrapped up and then we we'll can kind of get in the production queue and I'll, I'll have a better idea on ship dates and, and that kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. So I'm very happy with it. The feedback seems really good. Retro is very happy with it, which I always find to be very important. And uh, we're rolling. It's it's looking good. Especially this one, we want them to be happy because we're kind of like celebrating their company for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like they deserve to be happy about yeah. the result of this one. Right, right. It is like this whole thing doesn't happen without their buy-in to mm-hmm. the idea, right? Yep. It's like we're... I'll say profiting, like, because we use the money for travel and stuff. We're making money off of a celebration of a brand that we don't have a stake in, essentially. Right. So they have to, they have to sign off on that. (laughs) Exactly. It's very different to us showing up and being like, here's our design, make the pen for us, we'll pay you. It's a very different situation that we're in. So I'm pleased that I like it too. I'm super thankful for that. Yes. Very, very. All right, today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. You can make your next move with Squarespace. They will let you easily create a website for your next idea or project, help you register uh, a unique domain name as well, so your website will have a wonderful name attached to it. You can customize award-winning, fantastically designed, wonderfully laid-out templates to really give that website 
exactly what it needs, exactly what you want it to have. One of the things I love about Squarespace is with their templates and with their page building system, I can have an idea in my mind for what I want the website to look like and I can create it myself without needing to know any code. It's all very easy to do. It's all drag and drop. I can choose from drop downs. I can choose colors. I find it to be very satisfying because I'm able to express what I'm looking for with the websites that I'm trying to make. They have all the functionality that you would want. You can integrate blogs. You can integrate maps. You can integrate audio. You know, if you want to have music, maybe you make music and you want to show it off. Galleries and even online store functionality. So much more. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that will let you build any website that you want to make. There is nothing to install or patch or upgrade. They do all of that stuff so you don't have to. You can sign up for a trial today with no credit card required. Just go to squarespace.com slash penaddict. There you'll be able to build your entire website. That trial, you don't need to give them any payment information, no commitment. You just go in, you build the website, and then when you're ready to launch it to the world, you sign up for one of their plans. But you can get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show by using the offer code PENADDICT when you check out. That is squarespace.com slash PENADDICT and the code PENADDICT to get 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and Relay FM Squarespace. Make your next move, make your next website. So I wrote down a show title with mm. my Faber-Castell CW pencils, uh, um, perfect pencil in my William Hanna notebook. And then I followed that up with a note that I need to do later. So I was very busy during your ad read there. Um, with I, I wrote that one with the Y-Studio uh, resin fountain pen, just so you know. Right, you're really mixing it up today. So yeah, we're rotating. So we've got uh, one of everything so far. So yeah, we're in. Uh, speaking of one of everything, Mike, a good friend of the show in the chat room today, RoboJim, sent me a link on the Twitch stream yesterday. And... It's for Kala Ink, which is a brand that I've just discovered. Jet pens carry some of their basic pigmented ink. It's a pigmented ink. You know, it's waterproof, um, you know, kind of really latches into the paper and does a really good job. I was very impressed with the the pigmentation and waterproofness. And what he sent me was a link to the Kala Ink Tribute to Neon, which is an eight ink set, essentially. You can buy them individually. Of the brightest like literal neon colors in fountain pen inks and you know uh, other companies have done these types of things before we see things in highlighter inks but i like what they did here with the whole theme of the set it's like this whole sippy uh, hippie 60s psychedelics you know type of feel to them and like i saw like the nib section which is another amazing podcast y'all should all download and listen to they had our, our good friend uh anna siski on um and they talked about this ink which i missed uh earlier but um they talked about it you know a month or so ago i think i'm gonna need all of these inks mike and the problem with that is I just made a statement in refill within the past week or two that I don't need to buy complete sets of inks. I'll be happy to pick and choose what I want. And then I get sent this link of eight inks and I have no idea how to pick one or two out of an ink set that is this cool. What are your thoughts? They're amazing. I'm going to put a few links in the show notes because the link that yeah. you sent me doesn't work for me. I don't know why. Yeah. So there'll be a few different links so people will be able to check it out for themselves. Um, I think that these are unbelievable. Not only do they have great labels and great names, like mm-hmm. 
skinny, groovy, joy, boogie, peace out, foxy, do it and dig it that are names of these inks. <laughs> uh, they are, in- I want them. Like So basically, I want you to try them out. Where are you going to get mm-hmm. them from? I don't know. Like Kala is starting to spread out a little bit. Kala is the brand. Right. Um, the, the site we were given uh, is a site in Taiwan, um, which, you know, I could order from. I've seen them. You know, if you search for them, you see some other sites carrying them. But Kala is starting to spread out its distributorship a little bit. So I'm just going to hang tight and see where I'll be able to get them from. So I'm I'm not in a rush. Um, and the other thing is they're reasonably priced. Like they're about $10 a bottle. So that's the other thing that's pretty cool about these. Um, mm. You know, they're, they're fairly priced. So that orange, just, orange, the pink, that's like a coral color. Yeah. yeah I'm like, interested. Like choose one, like pick one and you only get one. And that's your, that's your ink. That's your tribute to neon is one ink. Pick it. Mm. This is the game we played the other day. Okay. So you, I have to just choose one of them. Yeah. You only get one. You can't All buy right. the whole set. You can't buy multiples. Then I am going to go with... Whilst I am most drawn to the orange, naturally, mm-hmm. um, I think I'll go with Foxy, the pink. Okay. See, I went with Boogie, which is the darker pink, the more magenta. I think mm. Groovy was the most popular. That purple looks really, really hot. And then the yeah, Peace so Out the, the, Green see, was pretty the, good, too. The purple, whilst looking like a good purple, doesn't look neon enough in the images. Yeah, like, but it's like aggressively purple. It's <laughs> mm, true. true. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, like it's it would be super hard to come up with one of these inks because you want that that mixture of colors on the page that you're working on with these type of inks. Like I don't see anyone buying any less than like two or three of these if they're gonna sample them. I don't know. That's just me. And but like I just said, I don't need all this stuff. And then boom, eight neon color inks. And I don't have anything like this, so I'm super interested in. Um, in seeing them. So we'll see. It's it's pretty cool. I, I like that. I like seeing those types of fun products, which also shows up in this next link that I sent you, Mike. Um, are you familiar with the Japanese character Kumamon? Was not until that, right? I looked it up this morning. I feel like I've seen this character before. Yes. But, but I, Lamy has done Kumamon before. Yeah. I, I just feel like it's, you know, because in the in like the Wikipedia article for Kumamon, they they reference that this this mascot, which I'll get into what that means in a second, in case you don't know, mm-hmm. uh, has has kind of achieved worldwide rec- like is recognized in different places across the globe. Um, so I feel like you know these characters they they come by your way every now and then. Like for example, mm-hmm. I know of all of the line characters having never used line. Right. 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 So like these things, they just, they have a way of appearing visually in other places. Uh, Kumamon is a mascot created by the government of the Kumamoto prefecture in Japan. Um, so the idea of mascots in Japanese mm-hmm. culture is very prevalent and they can be from companies to like uh, recording artists to also uh Places like like local governments may create a mascot, and these are typically uh, cartoon characters as a, as a mascot. So you know, I'm trying to think of, you know, I actually like, had a question like, do you see that in the in the UK, like where a, mm-hmm. a a government entity? You know, we're not talking sports oh, teams no, not or events entity. or yeah. yeah, like a government entity created like a, essentially a town mascot, like mm-hmm. the prefecture's mascot. It's such a unique thing. I. I am having a hard time wrapping my head around the idea of how this came about and whoever 
created this or the team that created I this. I hope they got like, a raise. <laughs> I guess their thinking is like this is a tourism yes. thing, right? Like you can create a popular character which is associated to an area. You could sell a lot of merchandise in that mm-hmm. area, right? Mm-hmm. I think like that's probably the like why they would do it. Sure, but the odds of that succeeding has to be just minuscule, I would think, right? To really yes. get that right mm-hmm. is what amazes me the most. And they've done that so well with Kumamon. Like what we want to talk about today is this Lamy Kumamon set that they've done. They've done some basic um Kumamon um like pen clip attachments and some other like individual pen sets. But what they did for this set, did you click through these links? Yes. The, the, what the, they're the offering? Reddit link is the best one. Yeah. So um there's like an entire pen storage, wooden two drawer pen storage box and silk kimono pen wraps and storage that is a Lamy creation for the Kumamon brand. This is straight and, up like the level of like work would be for like the most beautiful and expensive Nakaya that you would buy would come yeah. in packaging that looks like this. Yeah. But inside is just a regular plastic <laughs> safari. It's it a black safari amazing. with a red clip. And it's absolutely outrageously fascinating. Like this is the this is why I enjoy the Tokyo Inkins pop podcast. Because we don't get to see this type of thing in our part of the world. No. You know, we get other things, you know, that are that are unique and interesting. But like for fountain pen lovers and stationary lovers, seeing not just a simple collaboration, but something completely off the rails like this. I'm just in love with the whole thing, right? Like this is everything that I want in in stationery that I like, right? It's just, it's immensely cool. So I, I just wanted to bring that forward for for people to see, like, what um, this is. This is something from Lamy Mike. I wouldn't have to change. Like if I ever took, if they ever hired me, like I would not change this. They're doing a great job with this. With the um, this, I mean, this reminds me of my Pikachu pen, where it's so extra, so extra, right? For one of the most basic pens, honestly, like Mm. I mean, I have a love for the Lamy Safari, and I don't think it's a basic pen at all. But in the end, that's really what it is. But then to wrap this whole shell around it, um, (laughs) it's such an amazing fashion. It just knocks my socks off. I love every everything. It is a weird flex. But it's it okay. Is. Weird flex, but it's okay by me. Yep. All right. Let's um we have some ask TPA to get to, and this is kind of a lead in to that. And it's a follow up from last week's conversation that I had around the the one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollar fountain pen range and the certain brands that are doing things differently in that price range. So this is from Caleb and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll read this one. And I'll let you grab the ask TPAs. So Caleb says long time listener, first time question asker. Thanks for all your work on this podcast. I find it such a res- refreshing break. So time out. I'm going to let Caleb uh, like build this up real quick before he like crushes our hopes and dreams. 
find it such a refreshing break each and every week. Before I get to my question, I just wanted to say that I found it surreal to listen to the episode two weeks ago where you broke down the Kukuyo notebooks. So these are the sketch note notebooks that I brought in for the pen addict shop. The reason for the deja vu moment is that you all talked about them maybe two years ago when I started listening. In fact, after listening to it, I went and ordered a 50 pack from Japan and used them every day. Like those are really fascinating notebooks and you can, um, you People, that's another one of those products that just gets integrated into people's workflows and they and they, they love them. Anyway, on to my question. Brad, fun to hear you break down the $150 category on this week's episode, but you were critical of Pilot, which caused me to pause. The Pilot Custom 74 is $160 and a really good pin, in my opinion. In fact, it was my first gold nib pin and the Con 70 converter actually holds a significant amount of ink. What are your thoughts on the 74 and why does it not meet the criteria of the 150 category you laid out? This question is not to, meant to be adversarial at all. It's just meant to be a fun follow-up to an interesting conversation you have. So I was not critical of Pilot. I was, what's the word? I was, I want to be hopeful with Pilot. And I guess maybe I would, technically I was critical. It's because I think they can do more, right? It's not critical of what they have currently on offer in that price range. As a matter of fact, I think it's some of the best pens in that price range. My complaint with Pilot is that it's boring, right? It's the SSDD Pilot offering in that price range and the lower price range and a little bit higher price range, um, to be perfectly honest, right? Like Pilot... I feel is stuck in a little bit of a design rut, right? They flex a little bit on the vanishing points and decimos, but what are they doing for the rest of their, the 91s, the 92s, the 74s, and the 912s, which all fall on that $100 to $200 range? I love every one of those pens. I talk about how great the 912 is all the time, but you can only get it in black with rhodium trim. And what I'm seeing and the the reason for that discussion is what I'm seeing in that market is a more fun pen that's marketed differently than what those pens are. And now Pilot's not trying to do what Leonardo and Estherbrook and Montegrappa are, but I want them to. <laughs> <laughs> right so if that's being critical of pilot for wanting to, to them to do more in that price range then yeah i guess i am critical of them but i'm not critical of the products that they currently have they're exceptional it's just that to me i want to see more because it seems like a very easy spot for them specifically pilot specifically to make a difference in the market and they choose not to so, yeah, I don't know. It's very minimal. Yeah. You know, they'll they'll introduce one or two new colors of the same shape every year, which is it's fine, but it doesn't move the needle enough to say I need 3 custom 74s, right? That's this is the market who a lot of people who listen to like the Pen Addict, you know, they have their Pilot 74 and they never need another one. That's fine. But then I look at a company like Leonardo and I try to figure out, well, why do I want three of those? 
we need to talk real quick about the fact that there's going to be some Leonardo's made with primary manipulation. <laughs> Do we? I'm I'm trying not to talk about that, Why? so I might actually have, so I might actually have a chance to own one. Oh, I want one so bad. Like I don't know it's... what strings <laughs> I will have to pull to try and get my hands on one of these. But like Jonathan Brooks is a great. We'll guy. We'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, we need to put a link in the show notes. Has delivered like a ton of rods of primary manipulation <laughs> to Leonardo and they're making some Leonardo pens. Yeah. I I don't know anything more than that. I hope that we get to know at some point, but I would be very excited to get my hands on one of those. So I did ask him. He popped into the stream on Tuesday and I said, we were talking about that picture and I asked him like the quantity that he sent and related to that quantity. I was like, how many pens do you think they could make from what you sent them? And he's like, I don't know, 100, 120 that's not a lot of pens, right? That's not a lot. So um, there's going to be a scramble for those. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll be following that because I know I want one. I know you want one. Um, and I know the rest of the, of the Leonardo and Brooks fans want one. So it's a great collaboration. Very fun to see. So that leads in to my argument. And like I said last week, Pilot does not care what I think. Pilot does not care about mm. the fraction of one percent of market share that that change would get them in their overall right they're in a different level which is why i'm finding the smaller companies more interesting and why i need three leonardos and i don't need three custom 74s right correct so there what i'm saying is i want pilot to give me a reason to own three custom 74s and mm. it's not it's just not gonna happen. It's just not. And I would love it too. So that's that's my argument. So if that was being critical of Pilot for loving them and wanting them to do more, then yes, I was critical of them. But I just feel it's out of it's because it's so good, I want them to do more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't a knock on the quality there was no knock on the existing pins in that price range and their in a, a discussion of their quality. They're all amazing and excellent, right? The Lamy 2000, the Pilot Vanishing Point, the Sailor Sapporo Slims, like all the pens we talk about in that category we love. But I was tr- I was trying to break out a separate category within there um, that's not a statement on the quality of the product, but a, a marketing of these smaller companies and how they're doing different, th- different things than the bigger companies. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. I think that it's like, you know, I never even think about the custom 74 because right. there's just no, it just doesn't excite me. Yeah. I think out of that range, like I've been using the 91 because I have a very special one. I think the 92 is the best pen um, because it's a piston filler and it's just really well made. I enjoy that pen. I do not use that pen enough. But like there's no reason to like have to rush out and purchase one. It's just always there and yeah. it's always the same. Yeah. And it's a heck of a good pen. Mm. As a matter of fact, now I'm going to have to go ink that up, but mm. I will say this. I will say this. I have an orange 74 that I've put in yeah. my sale pile. Like, uh, you know, like the thinning, the hard pile. And it's not because I don't huh. like the pen. It's because I literally never use it. But that would be one of the different ones, though. Yeah, I know. But it's just, 
I don't reach for it, right? So these are the right. like the conversations I have in my head. I'm not reaching for that pen. And what would make me reach for that new, the new 74? Like what's going to make me go for a 74 over this other than like the gold nib? You always have the gold nib argument. Like you're never going to get better prices for like gold nibs. All these pens that I was talking about last week are all steel nib pens, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's a fun conversation. Like, you know, I just, I'm so passionate about like all these little things. I like, I want to see more from some companies that I know could do it, but I know that they won't because I understand the math behind what I want, what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, pilots, essentially a conglomerate, you know, they just don't like that will never move the needle for them. Right in the short term, but I think it would benefit long term, right? If they continued to build on that. Cause that's like the idea of not missing the trends, right? Like you, right. we see this in technology a lot. You know, you look at a company like Microsoft where it's like, you're so massive. Was it important for you to pay attention to this, these new and up and coming ideas? Nah, you're so big. What's the, you know, you're fine. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? Yeah. And then you lose out on something, Right. Right. I mean, I think that's a fair comparison. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of mm-hmm. what I'm getting at with Pilot. It's like they, they're they just so big. They don't have to care what people think about their offerings in that price range because yep. they're already selling thousands and thousands of those. Yep. Right. Why should we do something different? But doing something different today might change how things operate 10 years from now. Yep. And they just don't have to worry about that. Nope. Well, we'll say right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a. F- this is like one of my favorite conversations. Is like thinking about like the pin brands. Like that's the whole you know hire me Lamy thing that I that I like to do. <laughs> I, I don't just, want I, Lamy to hire you because they'll, <laughs> they'll take you away from me, Brad. <laughs> I know they will. <laughs> it's it's right there, man. Like I couldn't do it with Pilot, but I think Lamy could. Lamy is. I mean, we've seen like, it. They'll make they these are, wild boxes for a, a Chinese mascot from a like a prefecture. Like you know, yeah. they have it in them. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are like five tiny, minuscule decisions away from like changing everything that they offer. Yeah, yeah. But they, it's that's the thing. It's like Lamy. You can see it. Like it's that, oh, they're so close. They're so close. They could just. They just did this one thing. It's so close. But yeah. Again, massive, massive company, right? Mm-hmm. The minuscule changes don't don't necessarily add to the bottom line, and those are the decisions these companies have to make. Yep. Not All us right, podcasters. Should, should we wrap up on an last TPA question today? All right, sure. All right, let's do this one from Lisa. In the period of staying at home, are you using up your stashes? Which stashes are you using? I'm assuming this is pen and paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, well... <laughs> I think there is a there is a following question of what is your stationary equivalent you of toilet assume... paper or pasta? Yes. We accidentally bought a three kilogram bag of pasta. It doesn't sound like an accident to me. I mean No, it really was an accident. So we you know, like food delivery companies like everywhere, right? Like they've been yeah. a little bit trickier. We've ended up getting our system in control, but like we had to order from a different supermarket one week and I was ordering everything on the phone, like on an app on my iPhone. And I was just like, oh, I'll add this bag of pasta, right? And mm-hmm. it was like three pounds. I, and I didn't really pay attention. It's a, honestly, like, I don't know how this makes me sound, Brad, but like, I don't know how much a bag of pasta costs. Like, well, I, I, 
Do you you're know? not blinking at three pounds. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. But okay. I bu- I don't I'm not buying a three kilo bag. <laughs> right, but I didn't know I was buying a three kilo bag. I thought I was yeah, just buying like a regular bag of pasta. For three for three pounds, I would have just pushed the button too. It's not like it right. was twelve pounds and you had to think, what am I doing? Exactly. Here? It was just like, oh, I'm not really paying attention. Like what you know, it is just is what it is, right? And I was like, I'll buy two of them because we need to, we want two bags of pasta. <laughs> so like you know, it's just like, oh, this is just what we'll get. So I uh, then then the delivery shows up and I I'm in my office and Adina's taking in delivery and she's like, what is this? What's going on? And the we have these got two. Like a, he's got like a weight belt on, like yeah. carrying the groceries. Yeah. I guess I'll do the conversion. So three kilograms is six point six pounds. Jesus. So it, and you bought two? I bought two of them, yeah. So, <laughs> But one of the great things you can do with these is you, you can Oof. send back what you don't want, right? So we just said to the delivery guy, like, we ordered these by accident uh, <laughs> because we were ordering fast, right? Because we're in this, like, panic moment of, like, oh, you know, we're trying to get a delivery order in because this was, this was a f- couple of weeks ago when, when mm-hmm. at least here it, it was a little bit more tricky in some areas to get groceries and things yeah. have calmed down now in a lot of places to a point not everywhere but like you know so like there's a little bit more like stability and in the processes because the delivery companies the grocery companies like they had no systems in place to handle this right right, right? Um, because this kind of thing had literally never happened before um, at, at like the scale that we're talking about so we ended up sending back one, and now we have this uh, we have this huge bag of pasta now. <laughs> I love it. That's um, awesome. So but, you know, the so great thing about it is like we just now won't order any more pasta, and we'll go through it, right? Like that's the great thing about pasta; it's just the dry food. We'll keep it in a in yes. like the cupboard, and we'll just get to it as we go. But but anyway, so that's our biggest stock of anything is our three <laughs> kilogram bag of pasta. I love it. So so per Lisa's question. Um, what's what's the stationary equivalent of toilet paper or pasta? Like, what does she what does she have here? All right, so uh, note cards from yeah. Notco's is what uh, Lisa's trying to stock up on. I get this one. My backup supply was in my office, and I use at least one card a day to organize mm-hmm. my day. A5 spiral top notebooks, Notco or Maruman. This is the biggest notebook that fits well on my tiny desk at home, which is now my only workplace and base of operations. Notepads and smaller notebooks worked when I had a different work office, but no longer. And Ballograph ballpoint pens, because one of mine is trapped at work and I miss it, and because they are cheerful and retro and the perfect shirt pocket pen. If I lose one, it's just $6 down. I don't know this this one. I'm going to look this one Yeah, up. so um, our good friends Julia and Ponte, uh, I know they brought me one uh, to the Atlanta Pin Show one year, which means they probably brought you one too, and you're just like completely diss them. But you know, whatever. Why would you um, I've reviewed way? it. Why, on do you, the... why do you have to be the way that you are? <laughs> it's what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Um, it was red and yellow, to be specific. Oh, I remember that pen. <laughs> I remember that pen. That's a bolograph. Okay. Yeah, you would not have known, recalled. You would have remembered that they brought you a pen. Not that it was a bolograph, right? Yeah. Like, I definitely know it's a bolograph. And I'm now looking at the I'm website, fascinated. and I remember yeah. this look. Yeah. So I've reviewed a different. I've reviewed a green one. They're very traditional. They are very retro styled. Such a really, really good pen. But it's essentially like the bank counter pen mm-hmm. in Sweden. Yeah. So. They, on their website, they even have the ones you can buy that are like attached to a chain. 
<laughs> there you go. You can buy them for your home. <laughs> so we have some. I have some overlap here with Lisa, so I use a lot of note cards. Obviously, um, not only do I post them to Instagram on a near daily basis to kind of brain dump some stuff out there, which I need like it's it's a need thing for me to to dump it then it's a selfish thing for me to photograph them and share them with the world yeah. but you know whatever it's what we do hashtag content creator um on top of that a5 spiral bound and um stable bound notebooks any top bound a5 size i've gone through two knock and I'm halfway through a Rhodia ice pad in the A5. That's just like my scribble pads, my quick note pads. If I don't have the um, William Hanna or if I run out, if I fill up the first page and I don't go to the back notes pages, pages of that, I will use just the, um, the note pads. So that's my two paper products that I'm using very, very similarly to Lisa. The number three would be the smaller, less, you know, um, significant dollar amount pens like the Uniball Signo DX. I'm using a lot of wooden pencils, right? I'm like, I'm using a lot of these smaller items than some of like my more expensive fountain pens. I, I mm. can't explain that. I can't explain why. It's always like a rotation with me, right? Yeah. As soon as I get tired of one thing, I go on to the next and then I get stuck on that for like two to three weeks and then it just keeps rolling, you know, into something else. And so like what I'm using this week, I may not use one of these pens or pencils next week at all, right? It just depends on how things are rolling through. But as far as the stuff that I'm burning through, it's note cards and then A5 top bound anything the only thing that i have done is i bought like six panel books okay yeah right because that's so like the, the thing. thing that that's I the use. a5 thing that's but the desk I, pad. honestly i had bought that like a month ago like i wasn't buying them because i was worried i wasn't gonna be able to get them i just run out and when i run out i just buy a bunch because plus studio neat on their site they offer discounts if you buy more so yeah, yeah. I just but that's still that's like the, you you bought a bunch because that's the thing that you're using on on the daily. Yep. Um. And even you know it didn't have to be like this this time of the stash trying to stop up stock up on this just what you're going to use regardless. Yeah. Exactly. And I think the the note cards and the A5 books are the things I'm going to use regardless. The pens uh, definitely rotate. I, I'm but I'm using you know a lot of you know gel pens and wooden pencils have been um, in heavy use recently for me. All right, I think that wraps up this week's episode, Brad Dowdy. All right, very nice, sir. Enjoy, enjoy talking to you. <laughs> Pleasure as always. If you want to find <laughs> the links for this episode, go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 406. If you want to find Brad online, you can go to penaddict.com and go to knock.co where you can buy those note cards and uh, notebooks that we were just 25% talking about. 25% off, 25% off. Woo, woo, woo. With the code... Stationary, S-T-A-Y. Get it? Stay at home. Stay. Shenary. Stay. Shenary. Twitch.tv slash penaddict. 10 a.m. Tuesdays, Thursdays. If you want to find Brad streaming, you can do that. Uh, he is Dowdyism on Twitter. Penaddict on Instagram. I am iMike. I am Y-K-E. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Pen Addict. Thanks to Squarespace for their support. Uh, you could become a member and support this show. A Relay FM member if you like. There's a link in the show notes at the very top. You can just click that link and you can become a Relay FM member. We have f tons of cool benefits available to you if you do. Uh, but thanks so much for listening and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>